Good evening, everybody. Thanks for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabi Somosia. And as I mentioned last night, Veli Lemnyandu now produces the show and uh, Patrick Munana is with us in technical. But it's a Tuesday. We like to talk all things football on a Tuesday. And I guess it's better than talking about what Team SA has been doing at the Olympic Games because, as I said, today was not a good day, folks. So yesterday, we spoke to the PSL prosecutor, Mr. Nande Becker, about the decision to charge Royal AM for boycotting the playoffs. And there could be serious sanctions there as they face expulsion or one million rand fine like he said those are just the possibilities of course it depends on the verdict and the outcome will come out on the 11th of august and um, if everything goes well but now this all stems from the fact that Pulukwane City in the Glad Africa Championship last season did not fill the required number of under-23 players in their match against Sukukune. And this is a rule in the first division that teams must have five under-23 players on the team sheet and two on the field at all times. So to, tonight, we want to find out if this rule, which is rule number 35.2 in the NSL, in the, in the rule book, we want to find out if it's working for our football. Because if you look at the Olympic squad that went to Tokyo, that's an under-23 squad, but you are allowed to pick three over age players there were only two pl- players that in that squad that play in the Glad Africa Championship Katlako Mohamed with Tax and Tendo Mukumela um, playing in Cape Town there so we've invited a few experts to help us discuss this issue just to find out if this rule is working why was it why was it why was it put in place because the argument um for for, for me anyway is that um is that the the NFD or the Glad Africa Championship, as it's called now, is 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 a professional league. You know, it's not a development league. And if you invest in that league as an owner, you want to get promoted to the big league, which is the Premiership. So that's why I I have this view that this rule probably doesn't work like that. Maybe it it disadvantages the owners uh, who just want to get promotion and um and sign and sign experienced players. But on the other hand, you can understand that they want to give the youngsters a chance because the youngsters are not getting opportunities here in our in our football. I mean we call 25, 26 year olds youngsters. So as I said, we've got a few experts that will talk to us. We'll start by speaking to a journalist and then Farouk Khan, a renowned coach and founder of successful Academy Stars of Africa, will also chat to us and we've also invited a chairman from one of the clubs that was really gated from the Glad Africa last season that's Bizana Pondo Chiefs to find out uh, how they were able to deal with this in their first season in the Glad Africa Championship as well as the CEO of the University of Pretoria Football Club that is Mr. Kenneth Nelubalani so uh, they're going to talk to us about that and we would like your views on this is it working or not for our football what's your take send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107 that is 061-4104-107 you can also call us on 011-714-2006 so 11714 2006. Before we go there, there's a message here that's asking me to give a report on the climbing. Okay, fair enough. I did watch Chris um, at the Olympic Games, by the way. I, I was able to watch Chris Corsa today. Yeah, they did those three uh, speed climbing. They did lead climbing. What's the other one? Bouldering. I did manage to watch that and it's just reminding us that Chris Corsa came 10th today um, beating excellent climbers from Australia and Canada. And how was that French climber that was that, that did the speed speed climbing under five seconds? I saw that. And then Eric, Aaron Steckenberg will take uh, part in the climbing tomorrow that is in the women's event. So somebody just asked me to mention that and I think it's important that we highlight all our uh, participants that are taking part there at the Tokyo Olympic Games. Remember the sport of climbing is making its debut at the Olympic Games. It's one of four new ones. It was very interesting to see and how they designed the course and how they keep these climbers in a dark room so that they don't see the course when they come back for for the bouldering. And uh, it's one of four sports. The other one is karate. The other one is surfing. The other one is skateboarding. Yes, those are the four new sports. So I'm glad uh, we mentioned that. But we're going to go back and talk football now.
And Chris Costa, by the way, is 20 years old. Um, so well done to him. And I think there will be an inspiration to other climbers here in the country. If you are climbing, you will know that you can be an Olympian when it comes to the sport of climbing. Okay, we're going to get back to our discussion now. We're going to talk about this under-23 rule. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. So let's first start by speaking to Ngulule Gozlaza, who is a uh, football journalist at Kickoff and has covered the First Division extensively. We just want to find out from him from what he's seen in the National First Division or the Glad Africa Championship, um, as, as they call it now. But it's still the National First Division, folks. It's just that it's sponsored by Glad Africa. Just how is it working, this rule for the teams? Ngulule good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us. Good evening, my brother. Thank you for the opportunity and greetings to the listeners and the team. Thank you. Maybe Nkululeko, for those who are not aware, can you just tell us, just remind us, why was this rule put in place? Uh, firstly, uh, the, 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 the country was really struggling when it comes to development of players. So with the PSL, when I mean the SAFA and the PSL decided to come up with that with that uh, uh, rule so, so that they can be able to develop more players and give them an opportunity. Because sometimes teams really don't give... Uh, young players and opportunities to play, especially in the PSL. So they thought, I mean, the top league. So they thought in the Clare Africa Championship, it would be nice to have the, that, that rule so that it can give more young players an opportunity to play and compete and understand the, the competitiveness of, the, of, of top football. So how exactly does this does it work then, this rule? How many under-23 players must you have in the squad? How many must be on the field? You, 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 you have to, in your squad, you have to have five. Then the, you, as you know, you need to two players must must always be on the first starting lineup, and uh, and and the three must be on the bench. So it's 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 a very it's a very interesting part because sometimes we, especially in the Clare Africa Championship, we talk about the, the competitiveness because teams want to to get promotion, and also you know when you talk about competition competition, we need to talk about mental mental strength of our players because some of these players you know that they come from ABC Motepe, some they come from Tasso Street, they never played a competition football so those are things that are giving are giving them a platform so they to to be able to be to to be seen to be known and also get opportunities to be seen uh, to, to 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 develop in in top flight okay so the other two it's five in the squad like you've said and um, the other two must they be on the field at all times Yes, that, that, that's what the rule says. That's what some, uh, the, the, the Clare Africa Championship have been doing uh, in the past three or two years, if I'm, in the past five years, if I'm not mistaken. They've been trying to, to, to get more players to, 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 to be involved. But sometimes it's, it's very challenging because now teams are, want to get promotion and they also don't need to make sure that they, 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 they compete, they sell players. So it's, it, it gets tricky at some, at some, at some point. And... Um... We've had stories since you cover the National First Division. You can help us here. We've had stories that because of this rules of this rule, a team will start with an under twenty three player, but after ten minutes they substitute that player uh, because they feel that the fact that the player got onto the field at least they have met the rule. Have you seen something like that happen? It does happen on a so because if you if you look, teams want to get promotion. Mm. They do. They, they want to get promotion, and they they the Clare Africa Championship. When you compare it to 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 the DSF Premiership, it's very very competitive because in the top flight they fighting for. They, there are so many competitions. There's NetBank. There's MCN80. There's Selcom Knockout. There's also CAF. They sometimes play CAF, and also teams they want in the top flight. They want to play. They want to qualify for for for, for the top eight. While in the Clare Africa Championship, it's 
only one competition, Net Bank Cup. If there's no Net Bank Cup, you're fighting for, 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 for promotion. So it's always about the competition or actually promotion. If you don't get promotion, there's nothing else you're playing for. So it's some teams, they, they, they take the advantage of that, maybe use the, those under-23 players for, 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 for 20 minutes and then they sub, they, they sub them because they want mm-hmm. to be competitive. They want to, to get promotion. Sure. And what happens to these players when they turn 24 then and they're no longer eligible? Do, do, do these clubs keep them or do they discard them? There are some players right now who, are, who, who doesn't have that doesn't have teams. They mm. can't get teams because they get they they get released because of game time. They don't get game time, and you can't use as you know that's a football is business. You can't keep someone who's not getting game time and who's not helping you. So it's become a challenge for them. That's why I always say this rule. It's really it's really very tricky because we talk about competition and also mental strength. Those mm. players are not ready to compete. You talk about players that have never played in the top flight football ever. Some players like Utongati. Utongati, they get players from uh, townships mm. and those players they, they play unprofessional competition and after five games they're not ready for that marathon they, 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 they promotion fight they, mm. the promotion fight that's why you saw in the lock, in, in, during the lockdown when uh, the, your, your real kings and Utongati struggling to, to get automatical promotion because they, they, had, they, they didn't have enough experience to compete so sometimes those teams they end up uh, releasing those players if they don't, if they don't perform it's it's always a risky for them because if the players is performing, they can able to sell them and make an a, a investment. But if they do, they don't perform. That means they need to release them. Then you end up seeing players losing lo, lo, losing interest in football and they retire at early age because they don't have teams. And because now clubs are signing by age, not exactly uh, by what they need. Yes, and and even in PSL, it's very hard for a twenty years, twenty year old to get an opportunity. So this this tool is very tricky when it comes to football in South Africa because we we haven't done anything in terms of off the field to prepare for such. Mm. So it's it's getting very interesting because many teams in the Clare Africa Championship are fighting for promotion. They're not fighting for there. There are no other uh, other clubs that they're playing that they can use these players for experience. Even preseason in the Clare African Championship are, are few. While in the in the in the in the top flight, they have so many preseason tournaments. So it's, it's a very tricky situation. Okay, for those just joining us, we're speaking to Nkolele Kodladla. We're just discussing this under-23 rule in the Glad Africa Championship, which is our national first division, and we just want to see if it's working or not. If there's a voice note that's come through on 061-4104-107, you can also send yours to the same number, 061-4104-107. Good evening, Taviso. Good evening. It's Kutulu here at LNG. I've been waiting for that topic to pop up on the radio, and thank you for bringing it up. I think National First Division is where our senior players, who the ones that have been released by the, the, the big team, they need to go there to, to add the experience so that even us, we can follow that league. We can backtrack and see what's happening in the National First Division because we know the likes of George Levesque, the likes of Letsulinyana, the they are there, you see, so that they can improve the standard of that league. We already have a development structure in multi-choice where you can see the likes of Ngobo Mashi and when they come to senior team you can see these are well-developed players because that one is a very well-developed structure but now Tabiso, the fact that NFD has to have six or five and senior under three players and three what what it even at disadvantage when coming to playoffs because the players that have played throughout the league they are of the young age and now they have to face the play the, the senior players from PSL which they are older players all of them against them there's no way they can win that promotion playoffs these guys need to just scrap that rule 
this season and so that we can have a lot of the players who have, 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 have been out of teams and what what playing there and then we have a competitive league yes as well Okay, thank you for, 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 for that view. I'm not sure if I agree with you on the MTC, but that's a show for another day because I also think the MTC is not a development league. I mean, those players are already signed by professional clubs. Um, they're already in the structures of the professional clubs. And what are we developing then if they're already in the professional clubs? But anyway, we're focusing on the under-23 rule. Gululeko, the, the, the club owners, they never speak out on this, but we've always heard that they're not happy with this, like you said, because this league is an investment league. How do they feel about this when you when you judge it? You know, when you talk to, 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 to them, they, 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 they tell you straight that it's very challenging, uh, especially because... Sometimes the uh, uh, under-23 player will, will, will compete, will, will do well for five games. Then come January, the, 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 the DSTV Premiership, they come and chase that player. So now you have to find another player, you need to rebuild another player, uh, uh, you need to find another player who is not experienced to fill, it, to fill in, in, that, in that space. So it's very challenging for them when they speak. Because sometimes they, 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 they invest a lot on those players. They take those players from uh, uh, rural, rural areas and townships. So it's, it's, it's become harder for them to, 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 to deal with the situa- situation because some the, 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 the top teams, they always hunt for those players if they do well. Okay, Ngulilaka, we're going to leave it there, but thank you for joining us. But the conversation does continue. We're going to speak to Farouk Khan next um, after this quick break. But let me also leave uh, read some of the comments on social media. Lesiba Joel says, I agree with you. This under-23 rule is not making sense at all. They introduced it to improve the under-23 national team, but they are worse. They hardly play any games. And also, Wandi Lemtana says we should be realistic and reasonable on under-23 players in the NFT. Coaches don't have faith in those players because uh, they are not well developed they are not exposed to high level football blame it on the lack of development on grassroots football and no will no will to improve okay that's the one comment and then there was another one here that somebody is saying the other difficulty is also based on the fact that only one team is guaranteed promotion and by the way in the playoffs the under 23 rule doesn't apply now so how's that now because now you've got all these 523 players uh, that you have, but you're playing the playoffs against the likes of Chipper United who were in the premiership and they've got all these senior players. And does that not put the team at, an, at a disadvantage? We're going to continue the conversation. We will speak now uh, to renowned coach, youth coach also, and uh, the founder of Stars of Africa Academy. He is producing a lot of players, uh, Mr. Farouk. And I remember watching them win an under-17 tournament here at Max Park and he was playing the tournament with 14 and 15-year-olds. So we're going to take a quick break and come back. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Evening, dear member Tulani from Orlando. I think we need to start from scratch, not uh, tackle the football problem that we have of young players at the professional league. We need more football being played at schools, more tournaments for juniors to, to for juniors to play more games and get some experience in their level. Then we can get their under 23 is that a read because now they say under 23 rule but they don't select players from nft also in the mtc a player is used for his age after a certain age that player doesn't have a team there's a lot of players who don't have teams because of age some are signed because of age and they under some are promised to say you only play 10 minutes will you agree with that in the contract just for money you say yes the thing is we need to go back 
to development structures. Safa needs to go back to development structures. The coaches need to be developed so that we can develop better athletes. Thanks to Lana from Holland. Hey, thanks for that, Tulani. Nice way to lead us to our conversation with our guest, Coach Farouk Khan. Um, Coach, good evening. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening. It's a pleasure and good evening to your listeners. Thanks, Coach. We're just discussing this matter of the under-23 rule in the National First Division and we're just trying to find out from the experts if it's working or not. And uh, the rule is that obviously there must be five in the squad and two must play. Uh, For you, Coach, firstly, what are your thoughts on this rule being implemented in, in the National First Division? Well, I think it's important that you have a rule uh, that will accommodate younger players uh, at that level because we do understand that without relevant competition, we won't be able to produce players that will represent us both at a national and international level uh, at, a, at, a, at a very acceptable standard. And uh, I think the idea is very noble. However, I think at times it's being manipulated where People use the rule where they bring in the, the or they start with the three players and make substitutes shortly thereafter. Uh, I do feel that they should, in the spirit of development, ensure that those under 23s that they field get sufficient game time so that they eventually will emerge as uh, the future uh, players, both at the PSL level as well as uh, international level. And then talking about international level, Coach, then we did a count here of the Olympic squad that lost all three games in Tokyo. That squad only had two under-23, I mean, two players from the Glad Africa Championship um, where this under-23 rule apply. Does that go back to what you were saying then, that maybe we're not taking advantage of it, we're not using the rule properly? Or what do you make of the fact that that squad only had two players from the Glad Africa Championship when each, each team has five players? Well, I think it's important to take note of the fact that once you select a national team, you choose the best players available. And if it is that those players are coming from the PSL, then uh, so be it. Because I think once you, as Glad Africa teams, uh, ensure that the standard of the players that you have, the 23 players that you have, are well-developed from a very young age, then I'm quite certain that the national coaches will tap into the Glad Africa League to select those players. You must understand that with all the teams that are playing in the under-23 or the Olympics, they're choosing their best players. I watched Brazil today play against Mexico. And all of those players are playing at professional level. So it's not about just the Glad Africa Championship. It's about us ensuring that we lower the age of players, both in possibly even the MDC, because I think the the idea at first with the MDC was to have it as an under-20 league. But then Safa said no. They're not going to allow them to use under-20 because that's the age group that belongs to SAFA. So they had to opt for the under-23 rule uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in the MDC. They brought it now to under-21. But generally what I'm trying to allude to is the fact that our development has to have a, 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 a sort of a introspection into where are we at this moment in time? What did we learn from the Olympics? How can we improve development in all areas, starting from primary school, moving up to high schools, and then ultimately into the LRAs and into the MDCs and to the SAB League, Vodacom uh, League, all these leagues, we need to ensure that there's proper development so that when we have discussions around international tournaments like the Olympics, we don't just go there to make up the numbers, but we do perform at the level where we see an improvement. I mean, if you see 
countries like New Zealand, Australia are excelling at these tournaments, surely they're doing something that we're not. And, and we saw, I mean, Japan went to the semifinals there. We know they lost to Spain 1-0 after extra time earlier today. But you mentioned the word development, coach. And the other argument then with this under-23 rule is that um, the first division is a professional league. And when owners in, um, buy a club or have a club, they're investing in that league. They just want to get promotion uh, to the premiership, of course, because it's more lucrative. And the other uh, the argument is that this rule should not be applying in a professional league. Where do you stand there? Well, I think we have no option but to apply it into a professional league because our our development is at such a stage where we're doing very uh, general development, fragmented development, where you only find development taking place in small pockets. If the PSL did not come up with the idea of having this under-23 rule, can you imagine the fact being that we wouldn't even have produced some of the players that we currently find playing in the PSL? Because, like it or not, a lot of players that you find in the PSL are coming from the Glad Africa Championship. They, they cut their teeth in the Great Africa Championship and they end up in the PSL. So if you do a statistic or you do an analysis, you'll find that a lot of players are coming from the Great Africa Championship, which shows that there is really some good that is happening there. As for the fact that teams are fighting for survival, we're not always going to get the best football being played at that level. It's more of a survival setup where you ensure that you don't lose matches, that you stay relevant, and that you don't get demoted back into the and to the Mozepi League. What I'm, what I'm trying to say to you, uh, uh, WC, is the fact that if you have a very good development structures taking place from youth level, then there shouldn't be a need for the Glad Africa Championship to have this rule. Mm. But in the absence of that, uh, I think that is why the PSL had come up with that, so that to ensure that there is a reservoir of talent that can eventually merge into the top league, so they don't often have to go outside to look for players that we have players, within the league, because the, the Great Africa is, is, the, is the stepping stone to the PSL. Mm-hmm. So ideally, if we have good development programs, like you're saying, then these 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds should actually be playing in the premiership anyway. Exactly, exactly. In fact, I would like to, to see that we get to a point where we have at least four or five players in the PSL that are under 20, because this is common in all countries now. If mm-hmm. we find uh, England were were really in the doldrums yes. a couple of years ago. I'm talking about uh, 20 years ago. They were mm. in a decline. And what did they do? They invested in ensuring that the top league attracts the best players in the world to ensure that they are now amongst the best or even maybe possibly the best league in, in, in the world. Mm. And then they also ensure that younger players were being developed through the academies, through the structures that were able to come through and make their mark in the, in the, in the premiership team. So you'll find premiership teams like Man City, Man United, etc., they promote players. Mm. Sometimes 19, 20-year-olds, Foden and these guys started at a very young age playing professionally. And I'm saying, if you look at their Champion League, which is a league just below the Premiership, mm. it's a very strong league. It's an extremely strong league. And, and the, the thing is, a lot of young players get to that level and work their way up into the Premiership. I mean, sometimes you find, we look at the player 27 and we still think he's a youngster. I mean, at 27, 25, he should be a seasoned professional. And we saw what England did. I mean, after they revamped their youth structures, they went on to win the Under-20 World Cup. The Under-17s did well, and they had probably the youngest team if the youngest team at the Euros, and they went on to reach the final there. We are welcoming your voice notes on 061-4104-107. We're just having a conversation about um, uh, the Under-23 rule, whether it's working or not. Do we have a caller on the line? Okay, I believe we have a caller on the line. 
I believe we have a caller on the line. Chico, good evening. Thanks for joining us. Good evening, member. Good evening, Kubabu Mnyando is a producer of the show. Uh, and Coach Farouk Tabi- Khan is also on, li- on the line. Hi, Coach Farouk. Look, Tabiso, Hi, I've, got a, I've got a problem. Mm. Uh, two things here. Are we saying the 80, 80 players that are involved every week in the National First Division, we could not even select at least 10 in 80 players that are involved every week in over 400 games? That's one question. Secondly, uh, it puzzles me. A 25-year-old player that is in your PSL team can't play Tabiso in the reserve league. If the player is broken, I'll make an example with uh, Morena at Sundowns. He, he, he had a, a torn ligament or something. He could not play in the first team. Where are you going to use such a player? He does not qualify to play in your own reserve league. Remember, the same reserve league is there in the reserve league by virtue of the team being in the PSL. So you can't use uh, Morena, for an example, in the reserve league while he is recovering. So the age rule thing really needs to be looked into. It has to go down. We can't have SAP League having an age rule, MTC League having an age rule, AP Municipal League having the age rule. How many of those players do we lose in the system? We have got a player, Tabi, so that I've coached in one of the academies. I will not mention the player. He's currently working as a van boy, and the player is hardly 10, 25. You know, because he was part of an MTC team when the rule, H rule was implemented, the player had to be out of the system. He can't be played at the PSL team. He can't also play in the reserve league. Where we are going to lose a lot of these players. We've already lost a lot of these players. Okay. That, that, that's my comment. Thank you for taking my call. Okay, thanks for that, Chico. He doesn't believe that this rule should be applied in all these leagues. But Coach Farouk Khan said that we need to ask the question about why do we have this rule? That means maybe our development structures are not up to scratch. Where are we then, Coach, when it comes to our development structures? I mean, you've got a successful academy that the Stars of Africa. Just in general, where would you say we are? We're still very far off the mark. I think we need to ensure that we go back to starting with primary school development. A lot of players that come through the system are still unable to break into your Castle League at a young age simply because the basics haven't been refined. For example, there was something that happened in Australia a number of years ago where they instituted the policy of teaching people basic movement. Now, basic movement is common to every human being. You and I use basic movement to walk, to turn, to jump, etc. However, when you're an athlete, your basic movement has to be refined because you are playing a sport that is a high-intensity sport. So your turning, your jumping has to be of a very high quality. And they found by doing that at school level, kids were able to then uh, progress into different sports, whether it be rugby, cricket, football, whatever. And they produced some excellent players because the foundation was very strong. You find in South Africa, when a player gets to us at times, 14, 15 years old, you still got to teach him the fundamentals of how to run properly. Mm. He can't even jump. And it's nothing to do with his... It, with, with him as an individual, but more to do with the fact that at school, most of our schools don't have physical education. You'll be lucky to get phys ed if you go to a private school or any other schools. When we grew up, we had physical ed, which we called PE mm. at school. That has been something of the past. They replaced it now with life skills, whatever they want to call it. So we're developing a race of young, young individuals that don't have the basics to become elite athletes. And when they get to academies, there's so much that has to be done in remedial work. You know, you have to go back. So what I'm alluding to is the fact that we don't start at primary schools. We get players at 18, 19 years old, and they 
Uh, we're expecting them to develop into top-class athletes, yes, yet, yet they have missed three or four phases of development. You know, and the, the, the caller earlier mentioned that your 25-year-old has been lost to the game. If he's not good at 25, if, he's, if at 25, if he was still playing in the SAB league, then he's not good enough to become a professional player. May, it may be a case of him not getting an opportunity, but I'm sure if he, if he was able to, to, to prove himself, uh, either an NFD team or a Glad Africa team or a PSL team would have, would have signed him. We must understand football is big business and people are not there to ensure that people play the sport based on the fact that they have been involved. They must be good enough to, to get a professional contact. It's not a social thing where, you know, you ensure that people get uh, signed just because they've played the game. You will only get signed if you prove. Because, I mean, just do a simple calculation. If you have, at this moment, we have 16 PSL teams. If they each have 30 players, you, you basically got to multiply it and see you have less than 500 professional players in the PSL. So you've got a population of 50-odd million. Let's say footballers are 10 million. How much opportunities is that? That's not too many because we're talking about 500 professional players or less than that in both the Glad Africa and the Premiership. So the cream will eventually rise to the top. So we've got to ensure that we produce top players that can earn their place in that level because ultimately we don't want to be the also-runs. We've been known as a country who haven't moved forward since '96. You know, we've, we've, that few, a few years after that, I think Jomo took the, the team to Egypt and he finished in the final. But generally, we haven't really, uh, you know, progressed from where we were. We've regressed, in fact. So we've got to look at ourselves and say, what are we doing? What do we need to do? I, I have, I'm of the opinion, let's start proper development at school level for both boys and girls mm-hmm. from as young as, young as six years old. And ultimately, we will improve the base of talent and ultimately the best will emerge. The cream will emerge to the top. And we won't have a debate around whether we should be selecting players from the Glad Africa or from the PSL. Mm-hmm. We will select the best 20 players if need be from across the board. If they are young enough, if they qualify for the Olympics, we will select them. If they qualify for the under 20, we will select them. I believe that development needs a relook. Does it mean we all need to get in one room, put our heads together, coach, and is there a will to do that? I think there is a will, but I do think the powers that be must be a bit more open-minded in, in, coming, in coming to the table and saying, what do we need to do? We need to engage. I saw a, a tweet from the minister the other day, the transport minister, mm. uh, Mr. he said, you know, we need to invest more in development. And people were hammering him about the fact that when he was a minister, well, we don't need to go back. What happened in the past happened in the past. We, look, we need to be positive and look forward and say, is there a, a, a program for, for primary school kids at present? And if there isn't, we need to institute it. I'm of the opinion that a lot of guys that have played the sport and people that even didn't play the sport can contribute because we can create employment via this. We can create a program where we teach life skills. A lot of kids come from school. They haven't had anything to eat. There's no parents at home because both parents are working. What happens is they start mixing with the wrong company. We get delinquency. We get all of these things. Why not have centers? We had at Transnet 25 centers where kids would come after school mm. and they'd come to a central point and we'd coach them. We had, in, we had centers in Alex, in Orlando, in Cape Town, in Kwamashu. And these centers couldn't cater for all the kids, but at least there was a percentage of kids that were getting the development. Players like Dane Clay came from the centers in PE. I mean, Zita Mofokin came from the center we had in Alex. And I mean, I can go on with the list 
of players that started in those satellites and, in, and then eventually came to the School of Excellence and then became professional players. Some of them, like Steven Pinar, even went abroad. Mm. So it, the, 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 pros, the process and the program we had worked, but for some reason we didn't continue. And for some reason, we, we, we're not continuing in looking at youth development in the proper way. Mm. Okay, Coach, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, just because of time, we're going to move to the next guest. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Hi, Tabiso. Developing players is a duty of SAFA. We've got the under what what a division which SAFA can take care of. We have got the academies which SAFA can take care of. But to, t- to say it, let Africa teams which are professionals and they are business, they must make it a point that they develop those players. It's a fitter exercise. You are putting these boys under pressure and they will not even like soccer for their future and for making professional. SAFA must make it a point that they make they 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 take what is due for them. Remember 2010, there was a legacy funds which means uh, SAFA must uh, 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 develop a, a strategy in, uh, to, to develop young players to come on board. Now PSL have to do that. And PSL is a business. Thank you, Tabiso. Vincent from Bushpark Ridge. Good evening, member. Good evening, your team and my fellow listeners. Well, I agree with you, Tabiso. The under-23 rule needs to be scrapped, to be honest with you. It was introduced by SAFA, though I stand to be corrected, where they wanted to have a pool of players uh, to be selected in the national under 23 which place maybe after a, a year or and half a competition game to be honest um the rule again it disadvantages the led africa championship teams now as we speak one of the protests that uh, brought football to standstill is about this rule that a team must have certain number of players in the starting lineup or in the bench let us take away these things and play whoever that wants to play but in the long run we are also shooting ourselves in the foot i'm not diluting um the fact that it needs to be scrapped but our development it it will take centuries for us to, to to have trust in the younger players I'm not saying we need to introduce uh, the the rule need to be kept, but I also support that it needs to be removed. Lesiba Joyce 11 direct from Pretoria. Okay, thanks, Lesiba Joyce. It was put uh, in place by the PSL, not SAFA, and so many people agree with you. Maxim Conto on Facebook, Pumelele Sati, Pumelele Luana, Asamadise, they all agree that this rule should be scrapped. But let's hear more from uh, some of the teams that have been involved in this Glad Africa Championship. We'll start by introducing the chairman of Pizana Pondo Chiefs, Chairman Natim Kogiana. Chairman, good evening. Thanks for joining us on SAFM. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? No, we're fine. Thanks, uh, Chairman. Yeah. Um, you were playing in the Glad Africa Championship. You came straight from the ABC Mutsepe League. Um, w- were you ready for this rule in the Glad Africa Championship when you were promoted? Yes, uh, we were. Um, you talk about the rule of the under-23s, right? yes. <clears throat> yes, we were. Uh, remember, 
uh, as Pizana Polo Chiefs, we were uh, promoted from the lower ranks, uh, yeah. where the rule is even more tougher, you know. Uh, uh, I feel for the other teams, you know, that maybe they didn't play on the lower leagues because uh, uh, that rule is all, is there and it's, 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 it's uh, enforceable. So it's something that we are familiar with. Uh, and 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 so we were we were we were quite familiar with it, yeah. Mm. I, I must say. And then when you got into the um, the, the Glad Africa Championship, then obviously you were relegated. Really but um, they say football requires a lot of experience. How did you work around this then when you were promoted? Well, um, it, it, it was a bit unfortunate for us, uh, you know, uh, because remember um, the unfortunate part was uh, this pandemic. Uh, that happened uh, uh, that didn't really give us uh, much time to, to 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 plan. But obviously, our experience we had to um, uh, uh, learn uh, by the by the road. You know, we didn't, never had time to you know uh, sit down and collect and gather as much as uh, uh, experience as as needed in in the level. But we learned. You know, we we enjoyed it. Mm. So when you come from the ABC Mutsipe League, there's a rule that's in place of under-21 players, and then in the N- in the NFD, there's a rule of under-23 players. Would you say you had enough experience in your squad? I beg your pardon, sir? Did you have enough experience in your squad then when you played in the Glad Africa Championship? Yes, um, I must say, in, in terms of the under-23s, yes, uh, because our one of our best performance uh, performers. Uh, in the in the in the in the Glad Africa Championship were were the other 23s you know mm. that we, we were using in the in the in the previous uh, division which is your 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 ABC Super League so I would say yes uh, they did get experience uh, uh, if you were to ask me personally I think it helps it it, it works but obviously uh, different pe- people have got different views mm. even though you were relegated you've got no problem with the rule. Not at all. We were not relegated because not because of the rules. No, no, no. It was just because of our. We never had enough enough time to prepare. You know, we 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 learned by the road. So unfortunately, it was not enough uh, to keep us. You know, in the league. Okay. No. Thanks for those comments, Chairman of Pizana Pondo Chiefs. We thought we should just get your thoughts here, Nachim Kogiana. You are coming back, right? When are you coming back? We, very soon. We're coming back. Uh, we are busy preparing the team. Uh, uh, because now, uh, ever since we, we we got promoted, you know, we 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 uh, everyone is almost uh, injected uh, by the very same drive and and and, and hype in Pizana. Uh, for the first time, you know, if I must if I if I may tell you, we have four teams in a very small rural town uh, mm-hmm. of Abisimutepelik. Uh, I think we are the only town in the, in South Africa that has more teams, a rural town like that, uh, which is Pizana. We have four <laughs> in one town, so uh, that tells you that uh, it's, it's it's all nice. So we're preparing, we're coming back. Uh, we we with a lot of competition also in the in the area as well. So it's oh. exciting. Okay, chairman, thanks for your views. The chairman has no problem with the rules. He played in the league. He believes that it worked, even though they were relegated. But he says some of his best performers were the under 23s. We're going to speak to the head of football at the University of Pretoria, but let's just go th- through a voice note. Hi, Paul Swellingham. I'm listening to uh, Farouk Khan talking about taking five uh, primary school kids to to uh, have intensive training and you can't put pressure on them man look what happened to simone biles you must leave the kids and let them just if they want to play they must play you can't pressurize them come on what about human rights 
you now want to take them and, and send them as a, as a nine, ten-year-old and pressurize them to become professionals. No, 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 that must stop. Okay, Paul, thanks for your view there. Let's welcome the head of football at the University of Pretoria, Mr. Kenny Nelevalani. But Kenny, good evening from us. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Kaviso and listeners. You are the head of football at Tux, and you've been in the Glad Africa Championship for some time now as a Tux. What are your thoughts on this under-23 rule? I think in line with our vision as a club, and uh, maybe we, we are quite different from a number of clubs in the Glad Africa, we are uh, owned by the university. And, and as much as the university core business is education, but uh, they, they, they managed to allow us now to have a football program. Uh, which which really gives students also opportunity to play and and you recall that also we have a high school when we have our academy program which has got hundred kids and and for us to have a rule like that it, it suits that perfectly because you can really have a clear pathway when our youngsters can can see that there's opportunity to play football so be in the academy level and also the varsity team because that that franchise for us it just create a platform for them so that rule for us is, is not really a major issue. So the first priority for you is to have a platform for your players, not to get promotion. You know, we, we have been having different um, direction we are taking. Remember when we, uh, 2011, 2012, uh, when we got promoted, uh, it was a five-year plan wherein we have the likes of the George Maluleke, your Grand Kekana, Antle Jali, all those youngsters that were around 17, 18, 19. And we got promoted with them and they, they, they lasted they they've been with us they, they were in the team for for quite a while and the vision by then was obviously to have a professional setup but for now when it comes to the varsity competition which are there which is there also so the development angle is still important so we still have a vision in line when we we still want to go back to PSL but i think what is critical for now is to understand our environment where also the development must must take a central role Okay, so um, other clubs, we know that they've complained about the enforcement of this rule, Brakene. They're saying it's a disadvantage for them. Are you then saying that it probably depends on the model of the club, depending on what you want for, for, for your club? Yeah, it's, it's based on what, what you want to achieve, especially your vision. And uh, that, that's why I say for us it's not a problem, because you can imagine with me, uh, we have got uh, close to 500 players. I'm talking about from under 7 up to under 19. And then when you bring the university team, uh, so you need to create a pathway or a platform for them to play because if you can just really go and recruit uh, over 25 players from, from mainly from outside, it, it defeats the purpose of what you want to achieve as a university. So that's why for us it's perfect model and the model we're using, it really suits us well and that's why that rule also is not really a major issue. It's it really in line with our vision. Let's take more voice notes. My, good evening, member. Can you please ask Farukhanze what impact does not having schools football leagues around the country on the development of football? Because right now you look at most players, they are talented, but you can see that you know, there's something that they didn't do. They they passed certain stages of development whereas they are in the professional ranks. And then another thing is about football coaching. Does not does having few coaches because now we just have players who just graduate from coaching and then go back to to work in a year or so does that have an impact on our development of, of football from youth level to to the senior teams good evening member
Okay, thanks for that, uh, Tawang. There, unfortunately, uh, 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 Coach Farouk Khan is, has has left. Uh, we are just speaking to uh, Kenny Nelovalani now from Atex, from Amatax or the University of Pretoria. Nico on Twitter says teams are in the business, not running kindergarten classes. Players should make it to the first team by uh, performance. And uh, who's this? This is Tapedi who says the Under Twenty Three League doesn't make sense from a competitive view. What we should rather do is rather limit the amount of over twenty three players that you can register, like in other. Leagues around the world. We should also enforce club licensing to make each club to make sure each club has development structures. Brakeni, then when we look at the league over over overall, is this rule working? Because people are saying that we're not seeing these under twenty three players coming through, let alone in the national team, but they don't even progress to the premiership. I think, like like you indicated, obviously there are a number of teams where in uh, their 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 model of football is quite different, and they have different vision and. Uh, uh, they, their planning is different, and you find that uh, because they're running it as a business, and um, they they want to go to the elite league where they can really have a good franchise, which is lucrative. But um, but for for some of us, it it, it suits us best, and um, we are in minority, of course. But but we we still want to keep it that way. But I know majority of teams they still want to make sure that they have uh, experience and older players who can really take them to the professional level. And if that's how the majority feels, then um, could this lead to some amendment of this rule going forward? Has there been any talk about that? Have you had anything? Yeah, there's, there's always some, some, some discussion around that. But obviously, you must remember also that um, if we are talking about the national team like year under 23, the mother body also is a major stakeholder. Because if we are really want to have a serious development in the country and where we can compete in the Olympics with other teams, you, you need area where the professional uh, league will also play a role to make sure that uh, our, our national teams are competitive. And obviously, how do you balance? How do you have a win-win situation when you have people who want to have a, a proper professional teams and also the, the, the area where you need to accommodate the national interests? You had a Collins Besuma. You've got a Collins Besuma in your team. What did he bring to that team? Because Collins was scoring a lot of goals, even in that in that first division. Yeah, if you look at my model, uh, the way we structure it, we we we, not, we usually make sure that uh, the technical team they must make sure that between fifteen and twenty percent are the youth. We are talking about your sixteen to to nineteen years or twenty years, and then the the, the top ten five percent. You need experienced players. That's why I had uh, Collins Mesuma, I had uh, Clifford uh, Ngoveni. It was to to make sure that they can really um, uh, guide the youngsters. You need that experience and also to to guide the youngsters. So so those those type of things uh, you you still need to create room for that. That's why I had uh, Collins Mesuma and Clifford Mliko, Ngoveni for for that purpose. Okay, and by the way, Ntofontofo has now moved to Pretoria, Kellis. Let's take one more voice note. Good evening, Tabiso and SFM listeners. Uh, this is Ungo Senati Walzo from East London. Tabiso, my view is the following. I think we are facing two issues. The first one is the cheating in terms of the years that players get to be nominated on or to be given the, what is called today, it's a soccer age. The second one is this thing on the stigma that I don't know where it comes from, but it continues to happen. Players at the age of 29, they still call boys and they are still called young stars, uh, promising stars. That person is almost over their age. 
uh, to, to, to make it through. We need really to invest. If it takes that it's five years that we cannot be good, but at least let's put product into it so that we can rip something out of it at the end of the day. Right now, we are just taking rejects and at times it's not fair to them and it's not fair for the country. I do thank you. Okay, thanks for that, Nkosinati Walls. Brakeni, we spoke to a journalist earlier, and he said he's seen where under-23 players get on the field and they get subbed after 10 or 15 minutes. Have you experienced that from the opposition? Yeah, you kind of find that uh, to some of the teams when they they just want to really honor that particular time, and then you have five players for on field and later on they replace. So it does, and then it defeat the whole purpose. And I think when it was established is to make sure that you still create platform for, for the, for the under 23 to, to, to play, uh, to have more time, match time. And so I think more often you find that uh, it, it end up defeating the whole purpose. Okay. When you're unveiling your new players? Uh, tell me so. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we signed a couple of youngsters from our development structure, so by next week also we'll be unveiling some uh, exciting youngsters, uh, very young. So even up to we have three under under 17 years. So that's okay. that's an exciting time for me. Okay, now Brakeni, let's leave it there. Head of football at the University of Pretoria. Thank you for joining us uh, with this conversation. Thank you to Ngulule Gojalza. Thank you to Coach Farouk Khan, um, also for speaking to us and the chairman at Bizana Pondo Chiefs. It's interesting because. If I look at my social media accounts or the reaction, everybody, like 95% of people are saying that this rule must go. But now you speak to the clubs and the clubs are saying, ah, this rule works for us. Pizana Pondo Chiefs were relegated, but they've got no qualms about this rule. Um, University of Pretoria, they say because of their model, this rule works for them. So it's a catch-22. Now, where does it leave us now? You see? And those ones that don't want this rule, Prakeni said there is a majority, but they don't talk out about it. Why they don't speak out about it? We don't know. But maybe we'll continue this conversation. We can pick up some pointers from what was said by Coach Farouk um, also as we talk about development going forward here on SFM Spot On. But right now, we're just going to have to leave it there uh, because it is time.